Peace and blessings. It is your boy, Eli Rax, a.k.a. Vibes, and welcome to New York Revival, where it's not just sports, it's entertainment. And I'm here with my guys, my other hosts, man, my brothers, my compadres. You know these guys right here, right here, left and right. You got Mr. Spiro, Mr. Glass Half Sp- uh, Full, forgive me. That is <laughs> Speed if you nasty now. You got ahead of yourself. You got ahead of yourself. Yeah, I did. I did. I wanted to say that part first. You got to get that out. Screw that out, man. I screwed it up, you know? And then I got my guy, Jeff A. Jefe, a.k.a. White Jersey, a.k.a. Blue Jersey, a.k.a. El Chefe, a.k.a. Listen, this is going on for days. I should have worn the chef hat tonight. That would have been a A lot of people were requested that. That's a damn good video, by the way. If you guys haven't checked it out, please go over to his page but thanks man we have a special guest here tonight guys yes, this is gonna be do. a great day this was brought to you by the people the giants family to everyone out there in our world we thank you so much for allowing this to happen and hitting her up and we thank you so much for having her on but guys you know what we got in the house we got joe taylor in the house hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on what's up joy hold up hold up hold up because joy is coming on the show she has an AKA now. This is what New York Revival does. This is Joy. <laughs> clap back. Let's go. Definitely, definitely. Thank you, Joy, for coming on. We do appreciate your time. Welcome to New York Revival. Thank you so much. How's everything going? Thank you for having me. That was quite the intro. <laughs> we, we don't mess around. We're not messing no, around. No, don't here. mess around. But you, let me tell you, man, Joy is from the herd. Joy is from Undisputed. Joy is everywhere. She got her mm-hmm. own pod. Everything is happening, guys. You should know who Joy Taylor is. You, you sanctioned sanction this. You guys you called for this. But thank you so much, Joy. What we do first is kind of go around the room, get the feel. How was everyone's weekend? So, Hefe, I'm going to start with you, man. How was your weekend? Weekend was great, man. It was Mother's Day, right? Got some good family time. Yes. Shout out to all the moms. Um, Big great show. weekend. Family weekend. I can't complain. Got a video out today. We got Joy Taylor. What's not to be happy about today? Good Totally vibes. agree. Speed. Yeah. I mean, listen, I was all I, I was a little let down because Saturday it was supposed to be a sports bonanza day. The Mets and Yankees get rained out. Uh, the, the Kentucky Derby, which we'll talk about later, Joy. We got to talk about Kentucky Derby. Was awesome. Um, didn't win any money, which you know got me a little perturbed. But uh, you know, game three of the Rangers, I was all jacked up. They got smoked, and then uh, and then Canelo got got uh, put up a, a shitty fight at the end of the night. So I was like, all right, I was all geared up. Saturday was a letdown. Monday was a very beautiful Mother's Day. Shout out to all the mothers out there. Um, shout out to my wife. And weather was shitty, but we got through it. But now we got joy, and now and now all everything is well in the world. Let's go. And of course, <laughs> no one wants to hear from any of us, so I'm gonna just go right to joy. Really, joy. How was your weekend? How was everything? Let the people know what's going on. Uh, I had a pretty solid weekend. I I was in Miami. Okay. I went and gave the commencement speech at my alma mater, Barry University, and received a, a doctor of doctorate of humane letters. Yes. So I got an honorary doctorate. Nice. And I uh, got to spend some time with my family. And I also uh, went to F1. I went to the Formula One race. Oh, yes. Whoa. And you had a better weekend than we did. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was a shame. solid weekend. It was a solid weekend. Um, That's probably yeah, normal for you. It was fun. <laughs> That's, just your uh, life. That's just your life, is it not? I mean, you just do cool <laughs> stuff like that all the time. It, it is. It shit, is the though, I, will, I will say that. Um, <laughs> It was fun. No, I mean, I, I try to like, I, I really like going to live events, especially stuff I haven't been to before. So um, I'm not, you know, traditionally a Formula One fan, but it's in Miami for the first time. Right. So. Was it awesome? I mean, everybody's telling me to get into F1. I'm dying to get into it. How was it being there? Worth getting oh, into? I, I mean, I'm getting into it now. Yeah, it's, right. It's really cool. It's it's. I did not realize how many fans there were of, mm. of Formula One. I guess you know we're just like dumb Americans, so we don't pay attention yeah. to anything that happens around the world. <laughs> and um, I mean, it is yeah. very. It's obviously you know a very international sport. Um, and when we think of racing, we traditionally think of NASCAR, which mm. is is cool and fun too. Uh, I've been to some some NASCAR races as well, um, and they're always a good time. But it's you know Formula One is just so different, and mm. the the track is different. The experience there is different than NASCAR. I mean, obviously, Formula One tracks are not, you know, circle, circle, <laughs> or 
wigglies. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you don't see the whole track and the whole race from wherever you're sitting. So that like kind of changes the experience too in a different way. So it's really like an experience going right. to a Formula One race, uh, at least how I did it, um, which was my intention. So I had fun. I, I would I would definitely go again. I want to check out the one in Vegas. I think that's going to be crazy. Yes. And yes. The, the one in Vegas, if you look at, because um, I looked it up after I went to the Miami one, the track is actually on the strip, the right? That's wild. That's pretty dope. Oh, that's yeah. wild. That, that, that's intense right there. It's crazy. That's so wild. I don't know how they're going to build that out. It seems yeah. like traffic in Vegas is going to be really terrible for a while. Right. But you can't leave. Like, there's no way wherever you are watching the race. And I imagine you'll be able to watch the race from your hotel room. Right. On a strip. That's going to be freaking dope. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> you're not going to be able to leave. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you're going to be stuck there. Don't have anywhere to be for like three days. Right, right. Uh, which can go many different ways in Las Vegas, as you know. So, um, but it'll be cool. So I, I, I liked it. It was definitely like a good experience. I want to, I want to get into it more. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think Miami was the perfect place for that event because it's such an international city. It's so easy to get to from Europe. Um, so I I think it's, uh, I think it's going to grow. It's really big with, with like young 20, like that 20 to 25 range of human, like that it's really like exploding uh, that I don't netflix know what show like, came out um, so, like i don't feel old yeah. but like you know younger <laughs> than me um yeah and no, i think the i think the netflix show really really gave it a a, a a big boost because mm-hmm. you know when you get into a new sport or to, to at least to americans like, we want to understand it we want to know who to be invested in because that's what makes sports fun like obviously you can understand functionally the sport but not really have any emotional ties to it. And that's really what sports is, is pulling out the emotion. Right. You can watch something and think like, oh, this is a cool race, but I don't understand like, why is this guy dirty? Or, you know, why are we rooting for this guy? Why do we care about Red Bull racing over Mercedes? You know, so (laughs) you got to kind of do some digging into all that. And, um, but I think it's worth it. It's, it was fun. It was fun. It was a cool experience. And, you know, that's just another thing you can, you can watch and gamble on. It's right before it's football bad, every man. Sunday, they say. So that's it's gonna lead me right to football, and I, I need that something in the morning. And apparently, overseas, they, it's always in the morning. So All I right. need that in my life. <laughs> my man is a gambler over here, gambler, gambling, <laughs> accident gambler, right? Hey, hey, <laughs> nah, hey. shout out to you, man. No, I'm listen, that, that is awesome, man. Board. That sounds like a, a great time. So, but Joe, we want to get into a couple things, man. And and congratulations on your doctorate. I think that's an awesome accomplishment. Dr. So it should be Doctor Dr. Dr. Joy Taylor at this point. <laughs> I, I guess we should call well, you that. I mean, I don't like. I wasn't gonna go by doctor uh, because I don't. It's want there. To, it's there I now, though. I'm a medical doctor because I'm not. You should still call nine one one immediately. <laughs> I cannot help you. Um, but I do. Um, I mean, a lot of people that get honorary doctorates go by doctor. So I did some like some research on it, all jokes aside, because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I, I, I'm choosing not to go by Dr. Joy. But <laughs> until now, um, but you are official. <laughs> they give, Well, they give honorary doctorates to in, in like in lieu of your traditional education. So essentially it's for career services. So for, so like you wouldn't get this type of education if you were in school. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. But because of your career accomplishments, you could be considered this level of experience. If right. that makes sense. Okay. So while yes, it's not a traditional, like I went to school and earned this doctorate through traditional education, they are giving it to me and to the other honorees who got doctorates because of the, 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 the contributions to the community and gotcha. through their career. So however you want to look at that, if you feel like it's, worth calling uh, someone a doctor. I feel like certainly the people that got the honorary doctorate with me have been doing like 40 years of, of civil rights work and, you know, all these, in- these incredible, you know, contributions to society. So I felt very humble that, you know, mm-hmm. anyone would consider me in that space, but, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a huge honor. It's very cool. And it's a, it's a, I didn't realize it was a bucket list thing until I was doing it. I'm like, man, I'm giving a commencement speech. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That's what, like Denzel mm-hmm. does. <laughs> yeah we like how did i get here what yeah. just happened no, no, no. it was a very like it was a very surreal uh surreal moment but i i really had a good time in school i i learned i actually learned a lot at the at my university about the business and like how to you know technically do everything 
So I really feel like I got an actual education in right. what I'm doing now because of going to Barry. So hey, they don't Julie. just hand out doctors to know everybody here. So let give yourself some credit too. Yeah, give yourself some credit. Exactly. <laughs> no, you, you right, I'm a lot. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So, there it is. So, so Joy, you grew up in Pittsburgh. Tell us about your upbringing a little bit. Just tell us about what was growing in Pittsburgh. Also heard that you was also like a homeschooled as well to a, to a certain amount. So I just want to know, just take me through a little bit of that journey of growing up there. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. I lived in Pittsburgh until I was 18. And uh, I mean, I love Pittsburgh. It's a very, awesome. Awesome. it's a huge sports town, obviously. Everyone lives in um, lives and breathes football and all the sports teams there, high school football. And so I just grew up around everyone talking about sports, following sports, playing sports. I played soccer, volleyball, ran track and played basketball. One thing about me, I'm a very sleepy person. I wish I wasn't so sleepy because I feel like I have so much stuff I always have to do. And I'm like, man, this is going to have to wait because I'm tired. So I'm going to need a nap. I don't know. I don't have any kids. I don't have a husband. I don't have any pets. So I don't know where all my energy goes. Or maybe I'm just, you know, I've always been sleepy, though. So it's not even that I'm going to roll We'll but I, I'm so like that's, one of those people that can nap anywhere. So I took many naps oh. at gyms and at track meets <laughs> on the bus. I'm jealous. Even when you were young, you take naps. Even like I in high school, like, stuff at track when meets. When I was young, when I was in high school, everyone would always like make fun of me for how much I would sleep, and they'd be like, "You'll you'll grow out of it when you get into college." And then I was in college, and I would I <laughs> always a very important thing to me. And they're like, "Oh, you'll get out of it when you start working." Can you get that magic potion and put it on my my son, please? Because he needs to he needs to start napping. <laughs> I'm just I, I need it. I, I don't know. It's like all this energy in my my little body is like it needs to recharge. Um, but no. And then I was I was also homeschooled. I was homeschooled until my junior year of high school, um, because my dad was a religious zealot. So when my parents uh, divorced, that's when I started going to the public school. But it was kind of a weird, uh, not a traditional, not weird, but like a not a tra traditional transition into school because I played sports for the local public school, like the public school right. in my school district, Woodland Hills. Mm -hmm. So I knew like half the people at school through sports because I was always at the school for sports <laughs> from like seventh grade. And so when I started going there my junior year, so it wasn't like I was like the new kid, but like only to half the kids there because <laughs> right. I had already, you know, met or interacted with most of the students uh, through whatever sport it was or bands or whatever, you know, extracurricular activity I was doing at the school. So, um, but yeah, so then I graduated from Woodland Hills High School in my freshman year of college, I actually went to Indiana University of Pennsylvania. I ran track mm -hmm. there. On scholarship. Nice. So I was recruited in soccer and track to a couple different schools. Um, I had narrowed it down to Kent State and IUP and ended up going to IUP. And uh, hold on, Joy, real to... quick. What, what was your track and field event? What was Sprint. your yeah, yeah. Sprints. Sprints? What was yeah, your 100? So, what was your 100 oh, time? I do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it was embarrassing. I just want to see where but... I'm at. I ran track to it. I was just trying to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Um, I mean, we, I, I was good. You know, I was I was good. Um, I preferred the relays, though. I really enjoyed uh, the 4x1. Even the 4x4, four four, you know, I, I hated running. Is it because you was, like, sleepy and you just wanted to have somebody else run? <laughs> <laughs> Here, you take this. Like, the relay was, like, the relay was kind of a flex, you know? Like, if you ran yeah. track, Joe. if you ran the 4x1, you know what I mean? Your 4x1 team was good, you have flex on people. That's a fun right. race. Mm -hmm. It's all yeah. about the handoffs. That's a really fun race. Yeah, yeah. Then you were warming up, da da da, da. Da, 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 da. Yep. So I really I liked doing the the relay. I hated the four hundred, and I did not like the two hundred. I never had the thighs for the two hundred. You got to have them thighs. I had chicken legs, and I was a four hundred guy. I'm just saying, yeah, big four hundred guy. <laughs> Hold on, real real quick. I just want to give a shout out. There's a bunch of people in the chat, and we thank you. But Authentic is a big fan of yours. He's he's a good friend of ours, and he he loves yeah. your show. We had a good question coming here because you're talking about your career, all the success you had, and this is kind of an interesting question. If you if you weren't in your current role at your current gig, what do you think you'd be doing? Or did you have did you just have blinders on? This is what I want to do. Or did you have what would be your plan B if this didn't work out? Uh, if I wasn't um, on television, I would be a professional artist. Which I, 
which I did for yeah. a while. Um, I worked as a professional muralist for a while. Oh, that's dope. Uh, <laughs> see, that's so stuff do you we didn't have know. Any of your work that you post? Because we like to see some of this stuff. This is great. Um, I posted some now? stuff a while ago. I don't think I have anything up here. I like that sign behind you. Uh, un totally unrelated. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, nice. So that, and, and the bobblehead. Cool. The bobblehead might might actually out outlast the sign right there. See that? That's dope. <laughs> See, this is this is the part where where Joy is flexing like, yeah, I got all these stuff, guys. That's because I'm 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 the ish. So I got. <laughs> she's, big, she's big time. She's big time. Oh, oh, is this uh, my bobblehead? Oh, I don't have any of my work up here, but I have posted stuff before. I'm actually very proud of this one. This is from CCNN, which is a school, mm. a high school in Miami, and uh, best use of social media. Is the award? Let's go! Congrats, <laughs> man! So let me let me say this, Joy, because you know we had Mother's Day, etc. That went by. Uh, there was something in the news, man, with Chris Paul, where actually he got uh, mm. his his mom or his sister, etc., got pushed or hugged or whatever it was by a fan, and Chris Paul lost his mind. We're gonna think about it from a different angle, because the kid kind of looked fairly young, according to some people out there that would say. Do you think Chris Paul was out of line for saying, hey, I'm going to see you soon to a young kid that's probably half his age at this point? Do you think he crossed that line there? Um, no, because in, in the moments, Chris just heard someone push his mama. So, mm -hmm. you know, he's going to react however any of us would react to that news, which is probably not well. Yeah, not calm. Um, but, well, clap back, clap back. Right. That's, 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 there's a lot of like varying stories about what happens. Mm -hmm. What it kind of is boiled down to from all the different like that weird Mavericks press release talking about unwanted hugs, whatever. Yeah, that, that, was, yeah, that was awkward. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was <laughs> crazy. Like that's that the terminology crazy. that she landed on. Okay, and then <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, then there was like another report. Obviously, the original ones was she got pushed, and his wife got pushed, and the kids were there. It was a whole scene, and then like someone kept tapping her, his mom, and like they were drunk. At the end of the day, someone was touched and did not desire to be touched. Yeah, that's and right. like that's that's all I need to hear. Right. Like as a as a woman, I deal with this all the time, and I talked about it on the show today. I was taking a selfie with someone once, um, which like, obviously I'm happy to do. I'm blessed that anyone mm -hmm. even wants to take a picture with me, but like you taking a selfie, you're, you know, you're kind of close to somebody, obviously mm -hmm. you gotta get mm -hmm. your faces in the picture. So after I take the selfie with them, I'm like kind of, you know, in this vulnerable position and he just like kissed me on the top of my head. That's I'm like, okay. Ew, dude. That ain't it, that ain't it. And like, I'm by it. myself. I'm in downtown oh. LA, you know, so I got to choose my safety over how I really want to react in this situation. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I just get up out of there, but I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, dog? Like, it's just awkward. Weird thing to do, right. first of all, so invasive, but like, for me, I just feel like I'm not a big stranger toucher. I really don't like to be touched by strangers. Mm -hmm. So I like go to the club and I'll sit right up on the little, my little perch. <laughs> yeah, right. right. right there, <laughs> everybody else in front of me. Um, and it's not like, I'm not being a snob or anything. I just, I don't like, you know, I don't like that. But mm -hmm. it's more, it's more about like this entitlement that people have now where people feel like they're entitled to certain things with people. And it's, it makes no sense to me. Like you learn this in kindergarten, keep your hands to yourself. Right. Right. We, yeah. we learn this when we're this big, that it's oh, not. Shout out your Gabba Gabba. Talk my kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you my learn kids. when you're very young that you, you don't touch people without their permission. Mm -hmm. We know Absolutely. that. So like yep. this idea that like, because someone's drunk, like, Oh, they're drunk. Like you can't just do, whatever you want because yeah. you're drunk that's like there's laws that say you can't do that so so it's not like right. absolutely just telling you you can't act that way we, we all know everybody does a little extra stuff when they're drunk we know that not when, me <laughs> just <laughs> just uh, yeah yeah he's just hands talking, oh, to, you, no, she's talking to you guys. Like, oh you guys <laughs> i just felt so, like it, so, it's it's a weird conversation like i i don't understand human adults being like yeah, but he was just trying to hug her. Like, do you hug people that don't? No, it's not, yeah. Yeah. Definitely that's the time not. of the place. That's the time of the place. Right there. Listen, listen, 
Look, I, I think I think he handled that very, very, very well. You know what I mean? I mean, for the, contrary of what I would do, because I'd be like, all right, let me get to that side of yeah, the, the, the stand. Let me go to yoke something up real quick. But I think he handled it very well for that stare. I mean, no matter what age, you don't you don't really think. You know what I mean? This this as a parent. This kid said on my kid's is he hit me. Who, who's that little? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I would think that's just the reaction. You know what I mean? So I don't I, trust me. I don't mind at all. That I think that was a respectable reaction. I'm on I, the I team CP3 all day right there. And what did he? It's not yeah. like he went out and went over and punched the guy. He he yelled at him like, who wouldn't do that in that yeah. situation? You're Absolutely. amped up. You're in a first of all, you're in a game scenario, so your blood's already pumping. And then something happens about anything with your mom. Anything mom, with your mom. Yeah, happens. mom's off limits. Mom's Dude. off limits yeah. right there. Mom, wife, like, children, the you just solution don't mess doesn't need to be that we have to like quarantine families and stuff because people act crazy. I feel like it's always like, well, why are the families there? Well, why this? Well, why that? Like, you're asking the wrong questions. Yeah, right. Why Absolutely. are you capable of leaving your home without disrupting someone else's space? That is the question. Okay. Why? Okay. Are, why do you feel entitled to touch somebody else without their consent? That's what you do. That's what you're into, dog. Like, right. you're right. into touching people without their permission. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's just the person. Like if so some big muscle bound dude or Joy Taylor that can kick your ass, you know what I mean? I don't think you'll do it. I yeah, I mean like I'm not advocating for people to get their ass kicked, but right. I'm just saying like you're a better person than I. You might <laughs> like you might get your ass kicked. Yes. Though. That's, yeah, that's the problem. And then when somebody kicks someone's ass, it's like, well. Why? Why are you reacting that way? Like, no, this this didn't have to happen. You could in the palace, like, like a normal person <laughs> that doesn't touch other people. And I feel like this hap- This is like this is a trickle down thing with a lot of things in society that people do this wild behavior. And rather than being like, why are you behaving that way? People get uh, angry at the person who reacts. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. You, how, how, did, how did we get here? Why? Why is it my responsibility to not react? To you violating me. True. Very true. Agreed. Absolutely. Agreed, Joy. Right. We're on, the, totally we're on the same page here. Case closed. And I, Joy, hey. I, I, one, one of the, your shows this week, you said something like, clearly that kid has never been smacked by somebody before. <laughs> for like doing the wrong. He and looks like, like he's never been smacked either, though. And I'm like, nail on the head right there. If that kid yeah. was like smacked for doing the wrong thing, you probably would change his behavior. But now. Right. Right. And I again, agree. I'm not advocating for violence here. I just right. think when you when you have experienced violence, you are very acutely aware that violence is always on the table. So you conduct yourself with a certain decorum. And and Mm -hmm. if you want violence, maybe you'll say something that you know may induce that. But (laughs) if you don't, you will defuse the situation by removing yourself or not doing things that could possibly invoke a violent situation. Yeah, like well, I don't think cool. I don't think Chris Rock is going and making fun of Jada Jada Smith anymore. I don't think that's happened no. because I, he really found yeah. out what's going to happen by Big Willie. Let me just dabble <laughs> a little bit into that because I got mixed uh, reactions when I posted my opinion on it. But was real, Will Smith in the wrong for for giving Chris Rock that little little tap on a on a cheek there? Oh, that was a tap, all right. <laughs> I I think I think that he he felt that he was right in that situation. He felt Mm -hmm. triggered and he clearly felt like he was ready to deal with the consequences of whatever was going to happen in Mm -hmm. that moment. Mm -hmm. So whatever, I I don't think that it's, it's uh, I don't think it's appropriate to smack someone in the face of the Oscars. Facts. (laughs) Let me say this. If um, again, it doesn't matter where it's at, right? So if someone violates you, is it a perfect? Is there a perfect? No, I do think it matters where it's at. I do think it matters where it's at, and I do think it it matters who you are. Will Smith ain't no gangster. Yeah, (laughs) we all know he's just from Philly. That's Philly. He's getting jiggy with it. He's getting jiggy with it. Never treated Will like this. We've never treated Will like that. Will Smith's not Sidney Portier. Right. You know, there are there are levels to this here, and it's not Mm -hmm. that I'm saying that you should disrespect Will Smith. Uh, He's had an incredible career. It's not that. Like he's there at the Oscars to win a Oscar. But I do think that certain situations call for certain things. If you really felt disrespected, do you handle that there in that moment to, for the show? No, nope, like, the after party. You know, go up to him. So yeah. maybe you handle it publicly. Okay. Right. Or maybe you handle it in a way that actually has real results for the person that you feel disrespected you. 
Yeah. Like had he not done it that way, he might have actually really done something to to right. Chris in that moment. True. You know what I mean? True. And I, I also feel like if you're gonna sit there and kiki key at everybody, everybody else getting made fun of. So you cool with everybody Everyone's else? Play. Yeah, everybody yeah, exactly. You're sitting in front of all the Oscars. Come on. Then it comes to you. Um, I, I mean, listen, what he said about Jada was disrespectful. There's no For sure. two ways about right. it. And when you talk about a, a black woman's hair on top of that, which is a whole nother level of sensitivity, like that, that's, I didn't feel like the joke was funny, nor no. did I feel like it was respectful or appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I don't really get why we roasting people at the Oscars anyway. It's not, I've never, I don't get yeah. that. Yeah, it's same, same. Like, like I, I just think wanna, that's... If you want to make fun of yourself, if you want to make fun of like, you know, the the Hollywoodness of it all or something, like that's one thing. Um, yeah. So I guess I'm I'm split on it as well. Um, people haven't smacked for less. Yeah, that's, but... true. <laughs> that, that's true. I was surprised they actually did it. But you I do think if you're going to do that, if you are going to do that, I, I don't think I need a whole um, explanation parade. Like, you did that. Yes. That's Max, that's yes. it. It's mm-hmm. done. It's, it's done. done. Yeah, it's I totally agree. All right, question for you. This. I will yeah. say this. Mm-hmm. Don't try that with me. Nope. <laughs> done. Done. I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm not gonna be there. I'm, it's gonna. There's not gonna be. Joy is not home. <laughs> is not home. I, don't care I don't care where we are. Uh, forget all that. You, Game you over. Y'all don't care no, what you listen, have to He he took it like a champ, Chris Rock. Again, I would have reacted differently. Someone putting their hands on me, but I give him respect. That's a lot of respect. Going up there to do. Yeah, he was smiling. Dude, <laughs> that's that's the crazy know, thing to me. If you're from the environment, you should know how someone walks and that energy a little yeah. bit. You're like, oh, he came about up. To, about to I was in Paris. <laughs> I was in Paris when it happened, and I was watching him walk up there, and I was like, "Oh, I from the moment he stood up, it wasn't fake." I'm like, "What did yeah. he think was gonna happen?" I know that yeah. walk. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, on as soon as he got up. It was on as soon as he got up. You're like, "Yo, hold up, man! About that, about that, hold up!" You're about to swing. <laughs> and listen, we'll I, talk about that, Joy. Yeah. Joy and, and this is great because we're getting that inside of Joy. Nobody knows Joy is tough as cookies. Like That's Joy good. grew up in those environments, so don't try that with Joy. But I'll say City, this, baby. Absolutely, I say this, Joy, because it is a giant show, and they do need your opinion. Yes, the draft happened. Uh, we drafted Kayvon Thibodeau, and uh, of course, we got Evan Neal. Uh, just give us your thoughts on it. What do you grade that first round? Not not the entire, but the first round of the Giants. What do you think? What do you, what grade did you give it? I really like the Giants draft. I thought the Giants uh, first round draft was was one of the top drafts in the league. I thought they did a good job. I'm I'm really not sure what the Giants are going to be this year. I'm not in on Daniel Jones at all. I mean, clearly they aren't either. They didn't pick up his um, option. But, I mean, he's had moments here and there, but he just – he's not it. And I think they were a little too patient with him to begin with. Mm-hmm. Now, the Giants have been uh, – no offense, but a, a little bit of a bleep show for a while now. Yeah, yeah and, a, these are just facts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unfortunate because I really, like – I'm one of those people that still believes in those cornerstone teams – need to be competitive for mm-hmm. the league to like be whole like i don't think it's a good thing that there's no new york team there's no la team in the mm-hmm. playoffs right now now the, the ratings aren't reflecting that so maybe it's my you know coastal bias in this situation but you know i just think that you need those you need those cornerstone teams and those big cities involved in in the you know the competitive nature of leagues and when it's and it's one thing if it's like you know one year but if it's a habitual thing, you know, where yeah. uh, the Jets and the Giants are down bad. It's not good. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll need to figure it out. What's going on up there? Um, but I do like I like the Giants uh, as a brand. I think, you know, they've they've found ways to figure it out before. So I, I like the the new head coach. Hopefully they'll be able to to get it right uh, within the next couple of years. But, you know, as with anybody, you need a quarterback. So uh, hopefully they'll be drafting someone next year. It feels like they'll be, they're building, you know, they're putting the building blocks in place to be able to bring in a young quarterback, which I think they'll do next year when they move off of, of Daniel Jones, who's a, you know, a, a placeholder at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, so I got a question for you. So Thibodeau, he, he's a star. He's got that star personality in New York. I'm pretty excited for it, but he went for that number five. I, I like it. Now, what's your number 
Everybody's got a number. You played sports. What's your number? And that you that you had to have every time you went into into a new sport. Well, I, I had a couple numbers because I was obviously a Michael Jordan zealot. So yeah. I'd always try to get 23, but I'm I'm short and little. So I would <laughs> I would not get first dibs on the jerseys, that, you know, for that reason. So because I'd always be like, let's save the small ones, uh, you know, for the for the little people. So I, I could never get 23. Sometimes I would get 33, which I like to wear because Scotty. that was my brother's number in <laughs> oh, yes. mm-hmm. uh, high school and college with 33. So I do 33, but my, my okay. number was two. I'd always wear two. Nice. Okay. Everybody's got to yeah. have that. Hey, star, do you think he's going to be a star as a stupid dog guy? He's got that I personality. Don't so. I don't, I feel like the only thing, the only pushback uh, on Thibodeau was just that he was very organized with his brand. Like it was a lot yeah. of conversations about branding and all that. And I'm like, so? He's right. been groomed I, for I, this. Yeah. Like, can he play? There's, who yes. cares what he does with his business? If he shows up and plays, it doesn't it doesn't matter if he has a good business sense. I, right. I, I mean, I talk about the NIL all the time, um, uh, and it just the whole concept of people freaking out about it drives me insane. Because I'm like, all all we talked about for so long was how athletes had no concept of money; um, they were getting taken advantage of left and right. We had a whole thirty for thirty broke, excellent yeah. thirty for thirty. Just sad story after sad story of athletes not knowing what to do with their money and how God take advantage of it and, 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 you know, shady investors and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now kids can get access to their brands and to make money before they ever hit the league. They're not desperate. They're not looking for, you know, the bag around every corner and are also able to have a concept of their future outside of sports. Yes. And now everybody's freaking out about that. I'm like, you know what? I don't really know. Mm-mm. I don't know what y'all are up to, but you should be mad mm-hmm. at everything. Like this yeah, is they, they, they always are mad at something. <laughs> Every yeah. side. And listen, and, and, let, and let me add this dude too, Joy, because uh, it's not in the notes, but Kadarius Tony also has been a part of the news for a while. I think um, a lot of people misunderstand him. I think because the way, you know, where he's from, his vernacular. But what do you think? The guy doesn't show the voluntary. The, the, our Giants community rips this guy apart. You know what I mean? So, but what do you think of that? Like, what do you think of him as as the person, Kadarius Tony? You think he's a baller or whatever the case is? But I know they ripped this poor kid apart. But what, what, what did he do? He didn't show up to uh, uh, to optional, optional training. Uh, the OTAs. It's just correct after a weird rookie season too. Yes. I mean. The voluntary workout thing, like it's I, I feel like it's it's tough because it's it's sort of one of those things in college, like you played college sports and it's like it's voluntary, but it's not really voluntary. Yes, exactly. Like it's voluntary, <laughs> but it's understood you need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially for young players, being at those those workouts is important. Like if it's I, I really don't even like that Aaron Rodgers didn't go to volunteer voluntary mm-hmm. workouts. Mm-hmm. Like he don't have anything to prove, but you have new receivers that you need to get on the same page with, and yes. your season ended terribly. So, you know, I think it, I think it depends. It's hard because, like, what would I do? Would I show up at voluntary workouts if I didn't have, (laughs) you know, the season everyone expected me to have? Probably. Um, But it's also voluntary workouts. These are professionals. Like, I don't do a lot of voluntary stuff professionally anymore. Well, Joy, (laughs) Joy, these, Joy, these are professionals. Why, why do they have voluntary? Why is it voluntary at all? These are guys that are paid so much money and like so much is on the line. If they're supposed to be at work, make it mandatory like why well, yeah, that's having... my point like if i if i'm asked to do something for work that's not mandatory what what is it for is it right. making someone else money then that's not that's not i'm not gonna be able to do that if it's something for a charity if it's like you know a good look for sponsors or things like that like you know everybody has things within their profession that they do that aren't necessarily uh you know they don't have to do them but it's a good look and it will for your help boss you for end. your new boss by the way right. New, New boss, boss in town, and he he did not exactly make a good impression. <laughs> Let's just say that. Right. So yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that. Look, New York's gonna get mad how y'all how y'all get For mad sure. about things. Sure. Um, but if you show up and play, then it doesn't matter, and that's that's all that matters at the end of the day. True. If you show up, every, nobody's gonna remember that you didn't go. Totally agree. And we uh also just to move along too, we had the Kentucky Derby coming up here this week. Speed. Ooh. Break her in, man. Break it down. I mean, listen. I, I saw. I, listen, I saw your Twitter page. You were into the Derby, uh, Joy. Um, tell us uh, what. What is your? Do you have a Derby Day kind of thing that you do, or or what happened? But 
let's talk about Rich Strike, man. 80 to 1 underdog. I mean, came out of nowhere. Uh, what, what'd you I do mean, for the race? Like, that's why they call it, you know, the great, the, the most exciting two minutes in oh. sports. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, now, it was the only, this the the second biggest underdog, right? To ever win yes. Yes. the Kentucky You're Derby. Right. Yeah, I still haven't actually physically been to the Derby yet. Yeah, I was going to say, I need to get there. <laughs> that's on my that's on my list uh, for next year. Like, I, I went to Formula One um, this past weekend. So, Derby, Derby is next year, and I'm going to yes. get... I, I like I've I haven't envisioned my hat yet. <laughs> You've gotta be it's gonna be big. It's percolating. Yeah, I keep telling it's gonna be like I've always said I wanted like a six foot like yes, thing. Gotta with, be like, yeah. things going out the side. But then like I'm kind of a partier, so that might not be the best idea. Facts, yeah. Um, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, but no, it was it was it was exciting. It's been um it's been kind of a, a, a crazy world, the, the horse racing world over mm. the past couple of years with everything. So um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I, I i do work with america's best racing so i have a couple more lives coming up um preakness for, right uh, for the preakness and the yeah. belmont stake so you nice. can check that out so, so the fact that you brought up partying you know we're gonna <laughs> dive into joy now we're gonna dive in a little bit more here guys this is the tell part you wanted <laughs> tell us more what's your favorite city to party in joy and what is uh, the number one drink that you'll go to that you order the first drink what it will be I usually drink tequila if I'm going to be out. If I have to be out and like bounce to different places, I'm going to go with tequila because I love wine and I can drink a lot of wine, but you can't really go to multiple locations with wine. That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll stick with tequila. And, uh, you know, that's obviously like something that you, if, if most people have tequila. And even if it's terrible tequila, at least you can mix it with something yeah. and make it less terrible. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, New Orleans is, New Orleans is, I think my favorite city in the, Let's go. In the I gotta get there. I gotta get yeah, there. Yeah, New Orleans is fun. Yeah, but I, a lot of people have different, you know, takes on New Orleans. Like people be like, oh, like New Orleans was dirty. Like it's a party city. Like I'm all about that. Yeah. Let's go. You yeah, you go did you go to college? Did you, see, did you ever go into a frat house? Like, come on. <laughs> New Orleans is not like, I wouldn't describe it as a frat house. Like, no, it's, no, I it's agree. It's a cultural place. It's not, mm -hmm. you're not going to New Orleans to like stroll around no. and smell the flowers. <laughs> no. So, no, I don't think, you know, like, I'm trying to think of a city that I would describe as like a beautiful city. Like Savannah, like Savannah, or like a, a Charlestown, or something I mean, like that. Yeah, Charleston. Charleston yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Charleston, South Carolina is a is a pretty place. It's a little weird. It's got a little too much southern for me. A hoity toity for me. You know, yeah. Like yeah. A, little, a little too many historical plaques around here. But but it is a, it is a beautiful. It's, it's a pretty city. It is. It is. Yeah. It's a good like walking pretty city, and it's clean. So yes, yep. it, it's kind of like that if the streets weren't as clean and there was more. <laughs> yeah. I love um, New Orleans, man. It's, well, it's like, worth I going. I go to New Orleans just to drink. Like I, it's it's got a lot of history. It's got a lot of culture. Good food. Um, I'm great food. <laughs> I'm really into history. I like seeing you know different places and experiencing different places. So I always have a good time in New Orleans. Great and music. I love music. The and music is music so everywhere. good. I've been there yeah. twice, yes. and the music yes. is what I came home with, dude. Like the yes. live music. Some of the best guitarists I've ever seen were no name bands playing up there for a tip jar, and yeah. like these guys were just shredding, like unbelievable, like great blues, really, really good music. Yeah, it's it's right, so it's fun. It's and it depends on who you go with and what you do. So my trick for New Orleans is, uh, don't just don't go to the quarter at night. Yes, don't go down those side streets. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I don't go to the quarter at night. Anytime I happen to the quarter at night, I did not come out with good stories. So <laughs> just go to the quarter during the day, walk around, get your drinks, see everything. As soon as the sun starts to go down, go on back to the hotel, get yeah. you a little nap, shower, reset, and then go over to Frenchman Street at night. And then you're you go. good. Yep. There you go. These are just, so, just I, facts that, that uh, Joy's telling everybody. For your next trip to New Orleans, this is just useful information that you guys got to get. So let me let me say right this: that's for, that's for newbies. Yes. Yeah. Right. So let's say this, guys, because I, my DMs, our mentions, phone calls, text messages, guys, text messages. I got it all when we announced Joy Taylor on this show, and not only that, they want to know a bunch of things. So we're gonna do a game here with Joy Taylor. We're going to speed date for you guys. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so this is the time we'll say speed dating with Joy Taylor. We're going to ask okay. all the questions that you guys had asked me. Because, guys, I, I don't know Joy Taylor that well. Like, I, it's my sister, but I, I don't speak to her here. All right? So <laughs> let's go through it. 
let's go through it here. So this is barbershop talk that is based on only. So guys, here's your pen and paper. Write it down. Because you ready, can be a match with Joy Taylor. Who knows? <laughs> I should have had a graphic ready with some music. You should have had this ready. Like What's going on? Okay, come on. So <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple things here, Joy. Just one word responses. You just got to name that person. It's very easy. Ready? Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Mm. Done. That's, Done. That's, that's a point. That's a point. Skip or Stephen A? Uh, skip. Yeah, okay, wow. okay, okay. Let's go. Loyalty. That shows loyalty, guys. Loyalty. <laughs> That's wild to me. I would have lost a lot of money on that one. Yes, Jay Z or Biggie? Ugh. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I gotta go. I guess I gotta go, Jay. I gotta go, Jay Z. Okay. Mm. Okay. Spicy. Okay. Spicy. Drake or Yay? Drake. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm, Which day? Young day? The old day? Yeah, old day. Yeah. Always got to be old day. Give, give me the old school Kanye. Give me a college dropout Kanye. Yeah, then then, then it's Kanye. But yes. like nowadays, <laughs> not so much. We're taking the collective of Kanye. I'm going to go Drake. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Yes. Correct, correct, correct answer. answer. Yeah. <laughs> correct answer. See, she's winning our hearts, guys. And this is our sister. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go through your top five rappers, dead or alive, Joy. What you got? Um, Pac, Biggie, mm. Jay Z, mm-hmm. um, Kendrick. Mm. Ooh, like it, like it. And Ooh. I had, I did have Connie on there. Then uh, he crazied and... himself off. <laughs> well, I mean, you consider the, just the music. You know, yes. I'm gonna separate yes. art from yes. artists here Fair. for this. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know. Uh, if I do that, I think I probably would go Kanye. About to say, um, I think you might. But if I if That's I was to remove Kanye, I think maybe like a Andre three thousand. Ah, I like it. Nice. There's, there's I like votes. it. There's some votes for Nas here in in the chat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really yes. Once you get past, once you get past your top three, right, you know, yeah, it gets blurry. Like, like you can definitely go mm-hmm. Nas. Yeah. Um, you know, Nipsey. Mm. Uh, yes. Definitely Nip. Oh, I, I like J. Cole a lot. You know, that's my, that's once you start, I feel like any if any list, once you start, once you really get past three, then you start to get in. Kind it's of like the college playoffs. Play. That's you know, everybody so, starts debating after that at fourth spot, and whoever's so please, in the fourth spot gets smoked every year. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> so please t- tell me you saw the Heart Kendrick Lamar's new video. Please tell me. I you did. It's great. Okay. Oh my gosh! It had me, had me damn near in tears early in the morning, getting ready for work. It was like, oh my god! Like especially when the nip part came on. But yeah, it's funny you yeah. say nip. Huge fan of nip. Shout out to nip. Um, what is your top five movies of all time? So uh, I'm. Uh, mm. I hate this is my favorite movie. I wish it was cooler, but it just is. Braveheart <laughs> um, is my favorite movie. Ooh! Wow! Yes. I have That's this weird one. affinity for like medieval time content. Said, yes. I don't know why. That um, is so surprising. Yeah, Game of Thrones weird. kind of fan. I take it to now. Yeah, I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Game of Thrones is obviously fantasy, but still yes. like same. Um, no, no, it's facts. facts. These are oh, facts. Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> don't, Those don't dragons are real. Ruined my Thrones for an hour. Um, <laughs> so, who's your favorite character on Game of Thrones? Ooh, ooh. I, you know what? I'm gonna Just say. Tell me about your personality. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a mountain man. <laughs> I like the mountain. Yeah, uh, yeah. Says, <laughs> says the big great guy. Crushing yeah. skulls. <laughs> well, what was what was yours, El Jefe? Uh, I'm Stark, though. I'm Team Stark. I'm always Team. I'll Stark. go John Snow. John Snow. Okay. Uh, did you watch? Don't Kyle? Go... I don't. <laughs> I gotta leave it's the room. It's a big commitment. It's a big. No, I'm always team. Listen, we're 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 Stark, Team Stark over here. I in, forgot in a lot of their names. To be honest, so. yeah. Well, there's a lot of names. No, it's a big commitment. Like you really got to watch. It's not yes. something you can casually. What, what team are we? What team are we over there, Joy? Uh, Cersei is my favorite character. Oh, fair, fair. Okay, just slitting throats. Just me. Cersei, my favorite. Uh, Cersei is Cersei is a bad bitch, yes, and I don't know is. why people kept trying her. Yeah, you're just gonna keep getting death. <laughs> just death's coming on everybody. Definitely I want to ch- change my answer to dragon number two. <laughs> no, actually, my um, no, I mean everyone obviously goes with Khaleesi. Um, no, that's easy answer. But, um, but anyway, so Braveheart's my my favorite movie. That's um, nice. My second favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. 
Ooh, then, another uh, classic. Yeah. Then, I mean, I think I got to go to the Lion King. I'm a big Disney nerd. Fair, fair. <laughs> The original, the original. Yes, of course, of course. I don't even say that. <laughs> Although I did love that uh, Black is King album. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, and then, like, you know, from there again, it like depends. The, on that the, four or five spot gets. Yeah, I could, I could do 300, <laughs> um, Goodfellas. Good Great one. Uh, you know, I could do uh, Black or White Men Can't Jump. Um, Ooh, great movie. That's a great one. Yeah. Great movie. You know, once again, to like the the the, the fourth and fifth space, it's like yeah. it's a little it's, muddy. It's mood, yeah. <laughs> and I really like comedy too. Like I'm a I'm a big like uh, I like to watch TV when I eat lunch. So you know, I'll put on a a comedy, a, a, a Wedding Crashers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Old school uh, Wedding Crashers, yeah. all good. None of, not, they make none of those movies now. Nope. Yeah, I know. No, no. no. Done. <laughs> it, sucks. Done. it sucks, man. Like all these comedy movies is just like, oh now, like because they can't cross that line. It's just <laughs> it sucks, man. Uh so one more thing, Joy, and I think people will respect it. You're a huge versus fan for what I've seen. I've done a lot of research. You love versus, especially locks and dipset, all that good stuff. We got Onyx and Cypress Hill coming up this month. Ooh. So an honor. Of the verses, we're gonna give you a couple matchups. If we want to know who do you put as the winner, so okay. I would say uh, Justin Timberlake versus Usher. Who you got? Hmm. Uh, going R and B on her. I'm gonna go with Usher because Justin yes. Timberlake got weird at like what was that Man in the Woods thing? Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> went off. He wanted. He went off on a, on a sidetrack over yeah, there. Yeah, 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 I agree. We lost yeah, JT for a little yeah. bit. We lost. Yeah, him. we have. We have. But JT's like, a talent, there was a man. time. There was a time when Justin Timberlake had the whole industry in a chokehold. Easily, yeah. acting that, and and that and singing, album, he just everything. That's yeah. that second album, Future Sex Love Sounds, was crazy. Yes, Classic, I think. What? Yes, that yes. was nuts. That was nuts. <laughs> I remember when that protect song came out. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. He's out of his world. But yeah, yeah I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with us. Um, we also got a uh, Dr. Dre versus Diddy. Also, I will say on the Usher thing, when yeah. the Usher Chili thing happened, like that was mm. that Knocked was like my, that was my uh, youth lemonade. Yes, like, was, yes. we were shook. Yes, we were agreed. Agreed. Usher yeah. and yeah. Chili breakup. That like. Yo, that- that Confessions album, no. Did that knock knock him down a peg no. or two? That uh, for you, like that. that, I mean, that temporarily, what? yeah. I was not yes. well. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. You <laughs> was sick. The, that yeah, because I mean, we just, like, it was chilly and like it was too much. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, okay, I feel so you. Dr. Dre and who? And Diddy. Um. Hmm. The Billionaires Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think who I would say Diddy was probably more influential over me. Um, mm. but Dre is like Dre's done so much. I mean it's yeah. it's splitting hairs. I guess I'll, I'll go Diddy. Nice. East Coast. East Coast. So um <laughs> if you don't mind, because I know you're pressed for time and I and you gotta go in a little bit, but I just want to cut a couple more things. It's five minutes of your time. What's the one album that let's say if you're on a stranded island, you could take one album with you, what would it be? Um, mm. honestly, like that Beyonce Black is King album, I've listened to probably more than like any album ever. Um, right. I don't know if maybe because like the 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 movie or that she did like came out during mm-hmm. quarantine, so we would I was just like listening to it over <laughs> and over again. But no, I listened to uh, I, w- I would do that or I would do like um, like Kirk Franklin God's Property. Mm. Okay. Like I couldn't do so. I couldn't do like uh, some like hardcore rap. You know what I mean? I would yeah, do, it's like, too much for the whole time. Like I love, yeah. I love uh, that make the South and Plan B song, but I gotta be yeah, like, yeah, yes, be, yes. I love it, but it's like listening to hit him up every morning. Like you can't right, you can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> tone it down. Not, not every morning. <laughs> every other morning. True, true. If you're gonna be on an island and you have one album, you gotta go with like Donnie McClurk and Live in London and more. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta go with that's just, that's, you know what I mean? Easy listening mixed in there. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So so Joy, really quick. Um, I know we got a, a bunch of stuff here. There's some tw- some Twitter followers that gave some questions. So we're gonna ask some questions here from them. 
um, from at photo T3M. If I pronounced that wrong, please forgive me. You guys got to make the Twitter handles a little better. But uh, his question was, what was the most difficult part of hosting a live show? Or what's the most difficult part of hosting a live show? Um, the most difficult part is um, kind of, well, for TV, it's really like just making sure that you're doing everything because there's a lot going on. Like you got to look at the camera and then have your notes and like make sure you're hitting the break. And then, like, make sure you know where you're going next. You kind of uh, you have to constantly be making mouth sounds because you can't really like pick up right. because that you know that feels like an eternity if you don't have sounds coming that out. Dead air. Oh yeah, yeah. nobody likes that dead, uh, air. dead air. Two seconds of dead air. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got That's it. That's it. Feels like an eternity. So yeah. you really you really have to be prepared. Um, and I mean, you're a little nervous the first time you do it. I was very nervous the first time I was on with Colin and, you know, first time I was on the radio and it just, you know, you, you want to do a good job. So you're nervous. And that's like, I think that's a good thing to, to feel a little bit of nerves. And, and the only thing that really takes that away is, is repetition. The more you do things, right. the less you, you know, feel any anxiety about it. But the, the other thing that really helps with being nervous is being prepared. Like if you, you know, went to do a test, I would always cram for tests. <laughs> um, but then you have anxiety about like how did you do on the test like you mm -hmm. probably didn't do as well as you could have done if you would have like prepared over time and 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 studied and that's like that's just the same thing as doing shows you're essentially doing a you know verbal test on whatever it is your content is for the day every time you do a show now who's judging uh no one really um because right. even if you do a perfect show somebody's gonna have something to say right so, you know, you can't pay attention too much to the critics of everything, but that's that's the, the toughest part. So there's just like a lot of moving parts and pieces and, you know, keep continuing to do the content and deliver your thoughts while, <clears throat> while all those things are going on. Joy, I know that we're like very much, uh, we're like right up against time. I know you have another interview in like 10 minutes, so we got to let you go. But I just want to thank you like genuinely so much for doing this. This means a lot to us. And you said one thing on one of your Twitter spaces, which you should do again. That was cool. But you said something yes. that no matter what career you're going into, you have to know how to write and you have to be a good writer. And that stuck with me. And I listened for like an hour and a half. And that one line you said stuck with me because I always believe that you got to know how to write because no matter what you're trying to do, that is such a powerful skill to have. So that stuck with me. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Keep doing what you're doing and uh, we'll keep watching. Thank you. No, thank Absolutely. you. Yeah, that's a... Uh... I talked about that this weekend because um, that's something that my professors at Barry would always say to me. And like, you know, you, you're like, all right, like I'm not going to be a writer, but if you can write, you can, you can really create anything. It's not just like writing a script or writing a paper, you know, writing a well put email yeah. is uh, very effective sometimes, you know, like, <laughs> you never know when you're going to need that skill. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, and I, I write every day. I write notes. I write, you know, all, all kinds of things every day. So um, so yeah, I I definitely stand by that. That's a that's an important thing, important skill. Listen, the, the only thing I know how to do is write music. That's the only thing I'm good at. Everything else is for the birds. I, I, Pretty damn I, good. At least I'm good at that. At least, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Most people can't so, do that. So. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So Joy, this is the part where we kind of wrap up. But before we wrap up, Joy, um, I want to just talk about a couple things that was uh, for your podcast, etc. The pooch talk. We was trying to figure out what it was the pooch. Please. We need to <laughs> and know. I, and I had to go to, to my other half, and she was like, yeah, it's, it's it's the fupa. And I'm like, that's what it's called? But let me tell you the pooch story. Man, like, just get us through. How was it even coming up with that concept? And what made you come up with that concept? You you seem very comfortable in, in yourself and don't mind. So what, what made you come up with that concept? So... I mean, women are obviously we're constantly critiquing ourselves more so than we probably ever should. But, you know, we're we're examined all day, every day. So this is how we are. And I mean, men do this, too. But like, I, I don't think men care as much as as women do. And are we have these like images of what we're supposed to look like. And, you know, it's, it's obviously changed. It's not the same as, you know, the one magazine that everybody gets now. Like you have different body types that are, you know, exhibited and celebrated more now than before. But there is still sort of this standard that you're supposed to like have this flat stomach and this big ass and these perfect boobs and like skinny little arms and like a long neck. And like, this is like, there's, you know, these 
manufactured ideas of what you're supposed to look like. And even as an adult woman who knows that most of this, sh- almost curse, most of the stuff you see on uh, no, the internet. Well, you can. Yeah, bring it on. Oh, but bring none of y'all curse, though. No, oh, oh, I, oh I, you've never shit. watched the show here. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of shit. bombs that get thrown on. We were being respectful here. You know, don't be uh, PC on my behalf. Um, what the shit's an F? It's fucking A, Joy, the whole time? Come on. Hey, go on. Most of the shit you see on the internet is not real and edited. Um, and like, is it, you know, whatever. Who cares if you edit it? So what? You know, this is your brand's, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter to me, but, you know, it does it permeate to your brain. So anyway, um, women have this idea that we are not supposed to have any like nothing below our belly button, like that belly button area to like, you know, the top of your, uh, you know, kitten box is <laughs> like supposed to be flat. Like there's oh, nothing. Yeah. Great. I'm going to use that all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to come up with some <laughs> more, more appropriate term. Yes. For, you know, for the that's travel. That's perfect. No, that's perfect. This this gotta be a meme to be like she's like you know because the like we got yeah. this is a sound bite so Monte <laughs> from the belly button to the trap there's not supposed to be anything and that's just not reality like we naturally have a little bit of cushion there because that's where children are supposed to go if you have children um, so it expands and like anytime you eat something it goes there anyway so we live our lives around this little area in our on our body like if the dress looks weird there we don't wear it if the jeans make it look bigger we don't wear it like it's we're obsessed with it we have spanks and this whole thing and it's exhausting so one day i asked a a young friend of mine who was like i don't know like 22 or something like the the age that would like care about that like you get into older Mm -hmm. men they don't care what you got going on stretch marks whatever hair just that's my kind of man i ain't trying to worry about the nails matching and all that they do but like they do for the record they do for the record but i i need a man but yes. so i asked him like he's 20 he's young he's somebody that would like pay attention to this so i asked him i was like do guys have conversations about you know, this part of a woman's body. Like, this is it. No context. Like, I just asked him that. And he was like, what do you, what do you, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Why is that a specific part that matter? I was like, just, have you ever talked about that area? Like, she's like, got a little too much going on there. It's too much. Like, eh. Like, do you guys mm-hmm. talk about that? He's like, I've never talked about that <laughs> with any guy ever. I've never even looked at a woman in that particular space. Like, we were shocked. And, and, I, and he was like, and even if I did like happen to look there, I'll just be like, I don't know. That's that's where babies go. Like I would not like <laughs> look at a woman and be like, like look for that and think that that's weird. Like that's what y'all look like. <laughs> and I was like, and it just became like a thing where I just started asking men, and every man to a man was like, I don't one, I don't know what you're talking about. You're all weird and crazy. And two, like if if you were like a little bigger there, that's not like that's what you're supposed to look like. Like that's what <laughs> women look like. Right. So we have imagined this idea in our brains that we're not, we're supposed to be like a flat board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or like indented and that men really care about this. And in fact, women are the only ones that care about this. This (laughs) So so that was really the conversation. It was like, have you ever like talked about this? And the more like I talked about it, the more I realized like we're, we are a little bit crazy about this. And uh, I mean, it's fair. Like there's a reason we are like this. Um, we have been gaslit by the, you know, beauty and fashion industry into thinking that it should not be there. Um, so real or imagined, this insecurity is a thing. But yeah, like, I don't know. Have you guys ever had a problem with that area? Like, I, I will know. say the one time I, I thought know. about it and I saw about it is on a man, Chris Christie, when he was wearing, <laughs> wearing these two tight pants. And that, that, that part came out. And I was just like, that shouldn't be there. That shouldn't no, be there. No. He has no insecurities. There's no baby there. He's going to wear his no. boot, honey. Yes. Yep. He'll wear he rocks, he rocks that are you going to see this, Pooch? Yes, he let it all out. Everybody's seen it. So, <laughs> yes. Joy, I know I have literally one more minute, but I want to say this. The Joy Taylor Foundation, 
Tell us about it. We've seen the girls flag football league that you was a part of. Awesome. Just tell a little bit about that foundation. How did it come about? And uh, what future endeavors you have going on with it? Oh, did I lose it? I think we lost her. Hello, Joy. I'm here. Oh, oh perfect. Oh, we lost <laughs> okay. yeah, for a second. Um, you were asking about the Joy Taylor Foundation? Yeah, yes. the Joy Taylor Foundation. Please. We saw you guys had a... Um, you know, something with flag football with, with all girls, which is awesome, especially I have a daughter that loves sports. So just tell us a little bit about how um, how it started and uh, what's the future endeavors are going on with the Joy Taylor Foundation and that flag football league. So I've been uh, doing nonprofit work for a long time, and I, I used to do a lot when I was in Miami hosting and, and volunteering and, um, you know, some advocacy work for a lot of foundations there, including my brother's foundation, um, who's having his event next Friday. So I'm going back to Miami to host his uh, event next Saturday. But um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to establish something that was would umbrella everything that I was doing, um, you know, around the country with with different groups and different organizations. Uh, I'm a domestic violence survivor. So I do a lot of work with awareness and um, working with groups that help provide services for domestic violence survivors. And I also do a lot of work with um, a homeless advocacy group, a couple of homeless advocacy groups out of here, out of LA, but specifically Beauty to the Streets that uh, does work with the community in Skid Row here in LA, which is obviously uh, very well known for their um, massive homeless population, which has grown significantly, obviously, with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, you know, op opportunities for young people like the flag football camp that I did with Dr. Jen Welter who uh, obviously was the first female coach in the NFL under Bruce Arians in Arizona. And she's obviously, you know, she's completely dedicated her life to, you know, advancing women in sports and specifically in football. So I wanted to do something for the Super Bowl was here in LA. And, you know, when the Super Bowl comes to town, obviously there's a lot of big events and fancy people and a lot of money and stuff going on. And, um, sometimes they just, you know, tend to forget that there's a community of people here too that are, mm -hmm. you know, not going to get to experience all those events and not going to get to go to the actual game. So I wanted to do something here for specifically for girls who are, you know, interested in football with the game being here. So we put together an all girls football camp for, for girls ages eight to 18, um, in South central and, uh, wanted to be able to, you know, give them an opportunity to learn more about football and just, you know, to see so different, cool. you know, different women who are involved in sports and the different opportunities. I think that um, representation is very important and people being able to see themselves in spaces that they aren't traditionally in or never imagined that they could be in. And when it comes to opportunities in sports um, for men and women, there are so many jobs and opportunities in sports that aren't just on air or, you know, playing the game that are available to you. If you are, you know, someone who loves sports, wants to work in sports, there's so many different kinds of jobs. There's so many different corporate jobs. So you can work for a team and you can be a PR person. You could be an executive. You can, you know, and, and for networks as well. So, you know, we have my, my boss, Amy Leone, come down. She's the head of talent at Fox Sports. Um, another one of my bosses, Terry Hines. She's the head of PR for all of Fox uh, come down. So, you know, we had a bunch of different women from uh, different uh, different networks there as well, representing so uh, female trainers, obviously female coaches and and players. So, uh, you know, I think it's important for young people to be able to see that and see sure. that you know they, there's opportunities there for you. You don't have to just be an athlete. If you are an athlete, amazing. But if not, there are other opportunities for you. No matter what it is you you want to do, if you want to work for a network or for a team or be an agent, you know, there's, there's so many different opportunities out there. So, um, so yeah, so we did that, which was fun. And um, awesome. I also started a scholarship with Barry university. So I got to meet my, my first recipient of that scholarship, which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, that's that's, awesome. that's right? gotta feel awesome. That's just, yeah, it, so it was cool. cool. It was cool. It's um, you know, I got, I, I was lucky enough to receive a couple of those, you know, those smaller scholarships and those, those help, you know, when you're in college trying to put together mm -hmm. money for all the stuff college entails. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I, I, you know, I was able to receive a couple of those. So it was important to me to be able to do that um, for my own mother as well. But yeah, so that's, that's, that's what we're doing. And um, we just, we do support an advocacy advocacy group, group work 
with these programs that are, you know, ten toes down in the community. That's awesome, man. Joy, That's awesome. You, you're doing great things, Joy. Continue to do it. Uh, we appreciate your time. Like I said, I, I am, um, you know, you're a mentor of mine. So thank you so much, man. I, I study everything that you do. Um, also, New York Revival, we're all about the women, the ladies. We have daughters, et cetera, at least speaking for me. So um, I want to promote as much positivity around women as possible. In fact, uh, to announce it, we're going to be hosting a ladies first podcast, but we're going to have the ladies of the industry come in where the ladies of podcast world is going to come and talk. So, Joy, I would hope that um, we get you back on there to this way we can have a ladies first podcast with you. They can talk to you and um, a bunch of other people that we admire uh, the ladies in this industry that they can talk to as well. So hopefully you can come back on and do that. But, uh, Joy, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Um, and we do appreciate it, man. And keep killing it. Appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, happy to come on for that. And uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not that hard to reach. <laughs> in our minds, in our minds, you are though. So you have to be, you're, you are, you're up there. Up so we got to, you're like, you're like it, it, it was here, high Joy. for us. No, <laughs> you know, up for the people. Okay. <laughs> good to hear. Good to so, hear. I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a favor, but I'm going to talk to you behind the scenes here once we uh, go off the air because I, I want it to be a surprise. But if we can if we can get it done. I lost, I lost you again there. I said, uh, I'm going to talk to you behind the scenes because I'm going to need a favor from you. So I, we'll talk to you behind the scenes here, if you don't mind, that is. But guys, thank you for watching New York Revival with our special guest, Joy Taylor. You're going to see many more. Joy Taylor has keys to this place. All our guests get keys to New York Revival, and they get to come back on anytime and talk about everything. This is what it's for. Yes. So, guys, on behalf of Mr. El Jefe, Mr. Glass Half Full, Spee if you nasty now. <laughs> and Joy Taylor and your boy Eli Rax, a.k.a. Vibes. We thank you so much. Peace and blessings. Have a good night. Peace.